1: and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right back. Simons in the handoff. Ken cuts to the left. First down and more. 30, 25, 20. Simonton on his way. Ken into the end zone. Touchdown Beavers. And the streak is going to end here tonight. Black snap on target to Woidnick. He gets a much better punt away here. Sammy Strader back to his 30-yard line. Starts up the middle. Gets to 40. He's got a seam. 45 midfield. 45-40. He's got a chance to go. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Beavers! Monumental sort of Black Suits running in. Nod your head. The Black Suits. Let me see you nod your head like this. Let me see you nod your head like this. Let me see you nod
0: To get the Welcome light. to Think Illegal Participation, a the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big, cabald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co host and brother, The Beach. Beach, how goes it this evening?
2: You know, it, it's going pretty well. I uh, got some guests at the Airbnb, which is a little shocking since most people canceled. Since we are um, essentially under a COVID lockdown right now.
0: Oh, but no, no, it's just it's just a pause or a freeze. Oh,
2: it's a pause.
0: Yeah, freeze.
2: Remember, remember, remember uh, going to Glencoe and we'd be like, "G pause, G L E pause." Remember those days? Yep. <laughs> I don't know if we have any Glencoe fan. You know, FR fan is a Glencoe fan.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but you never know. But, yeah, just a pause.
0: Just a pause. Uh, I wonder how long this pause is going to last. I don't know. But, you know, I'm glad it was only 15 days to flatten the curve. Oh, wait a minute. That yeah. was back in March.
2: Yeah, yeah. Little, <laughs> Anyways.
0: Little, Anyways. Uh, well, the purpose of the legal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else you find in stream every weekend, just generally screw around. Um, I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers. I wonder if they can get us on uh, SiriusXM.
2: I don't know.
0: Because I know SiriusXM just started doing podcasts. I should look. And if you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgater gmail.com, at on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Beige, guess what? What? We got an email.
2: Dude, I love emails.
0: I know you do. So we got an email. And it's from our friend Dano. Okay. Hey, Dano. He sent us an email. And uh, the title of this email. Dano's in Texas, right? Correct. And the title of this email, you'll love it, is Lesbians Make the Best Beaver Fans. All righty. Okay. Dano writes, got together with a friend on Friday night with the caveat that we had to find a bar that was broadcasting Civil War. She knew I went to Oregon State but didn't realize. I'd like
2: to correct Dano. I'd like to correct Dano. It's the rivalry game formerly known as Civil War
0: let me finish she knew i went to oregon state but didn't realize that the mascot was the beaver she's now a good luck charm and everyone should be blessed to witness a beaver game with a drunken lesbian with the sense of humor of a twelve year old boy not only was the game prominently discussed on sports talk radio this weekend as the best one on friday apparently news hasn't made it to texas that the term civil war has been cancelled as that was what the djs were calling the game I love the grit, the toughness, and the lack of panic in this team over the last two games. Can't wait to see what happens with the rest of the season. Until then, I'm just waiting here patiently until Billy plays Swords and Tequila by Riot. We'll just have to wait and see, Dano. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, he finishes up, much love from the guy who brought the total fan count of the Heiner Tail podcast to 10, double-digit Dano. Oh. So there we go. Got an email from Dano and a good one, too.
2: So, yes. Double-digit Dano. That that makes me wonder about uh, his relationship with the lesbian.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, At least they don't and, call him. You know, I, I just hope her that, name isn't The Fist. <laughs> <laughs> then Dano I might have some explaining to do. Anyways, Beej, let's go on here. Uh, we'll just we'll leave that one alone. I can't even think I was going to say something. It totally went out of my mind. All right. You ready to get into a little bit of Beaver sports news? Um, oh, no, I just really quick on Dano's comment.
2: It was constant during the game of the rivalry game, The this rivalry game, rivalry games. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what name you're going to come up with that anyone's going to be happy with.
2: Other than Civil War. And there's nothing racist about the term Civil War. It depends it's on how people gener- want to it's take it. It's a very it.
0: generic term. I know, but people want to take it a certain way.
2: Yeah, it's just, and those people ought to just be taken out back and beaten with a stick.
0: <laughs> it is what it is. All right, Bee talks talk some uh, Beaver Sports news. Uh, sure. What do we got? All right, first up, Bee we got some women's basketball news. Oh, <sighs> women's
2: basketball. Okay. I have to get a mental picture. I, I, you know,
0: okay. It's been a long
2: time since I've been with a woman.
0: uh, (laughs) The number 18, Oregon state women's basketball team opened the 2020 21 season with an 88 to 54 win over Montana Western Saturday afternoon at Gill Coliseum. Sophomore Taylor Jones finished one point short of a career high, going 10-for-13 from the floor to finish with 24 points, nine rebounds, and two blocks. Freshman Sasha Goforth impressed in her Oregon State debut, putting up 11 points and dishing out seven assists. Now, junior Jasmine Simmons and senior Aaliyah Goodman put up 12 points apiece. Goodman added six assists and five steals. Jelena Metrovic came up with 10 points on five-for-six shooting in her Oregon State debut. Now, as a team beads, the beef shot 51.6% from the floor while holding Montana Western to just 279 the Beaver defense clamped down early as they held the Bulldogs to just two points in the first seven minutes of the contest. The Beavs led 18 to 10 at the end of the first quarter. Um, The next Beav game Beavs was supposed to be Monday, November 3rd against Carroll College, but that game has been canceled.
2: The Rona got somebody?
0: Yep. Carroll College has been, uh, is under Rona protocols. So then their next game was supposed to be um, the fifth against Utah. But. but that game, which was originally scheduled for Friday, Beach just today has been postponed to Tuesday, December 8th. So the, the decision to push that game back was made in conjunction with the Pac-12 Conference due to Utah's program being put on pause for COVID-19 concerns. So, Beach, the Bees will now open Pac-12 play on Sunday night against Colorado. The game times and TV selections will be announced at a later date.
2: All righty. It's, it's just disappointing.
0: Well, and it's just going to be like this for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can understand.
2: You know, I was talking to one of my, actually, I was talking to my favorite customer uh, tonight or yeah. today on uh, on stuff. And, and he mentioned, I, I said something about me, and he's like, I'm on lockdown. I said, you got the Rona? And he's like, I got a sore throat. And he goes, it was a nasty sore throat. He goes, I'm feeling better now but he goes, I just don't know. And he goes, I can't test out until Wednesday and I'd feel terrible if I got anybody sick because I went out and did stuff. Yeah. And, uh, so I can, I can appreciate his concern, Mm. but, uh, it was, uh, yeah. But anyway, it, it's tough though, because you got a whole bunch of people that are looking forward to going to watch a game or just again, what, what term fan is a fanatic and, Mm-hmm. You, you you want to experience these things
0: and- yeah well it, but the one thing with there not being any fans allowed it makes rescheduling the games easy.
2: I, I suppose because you don't have the the audiences
0: you don't here, have to worry to about getting people much. back in correct correct yeah all right beach next uh, next up we got some men's basketball news okay Uh whereith, I i do not know how to say this guy's name Wereth Altish Alt, Alt Altish scored sixteen points. Ethan Thompson added 15, and Oregon State opened the season with a 71-63 to win over Pac-12 rival California in what counts as a non-conference game last Wednesday.
2: Why, why non-conference?
0: Well, because they were supposed to open up with um, a different school, but I think Colorado State.
2: Um, well, here.
0: Got the the, the match, Well the match materialized because of the COVID 19 scramble when Colorado State was unable to play in the four team pod. So, because of that, um, Oregon State ended up playing Cal. Because Cal was up here, too. Oh, okay. So, Cal was supposed to play both of the other two teams, and Oregon State was supposed to play the other two teams. But that didn't happen. So all three teams just ended up playing each other. Everyone still got two games out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Oregon State played Cal in a non-conference game. Used to happen all the time when they used to have the old, um, uh, the Northwest, oh, what was it called? The Far West Classic for basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the old Far West Classic. And a lot of times, Oregon State and Oregon would end up playing in that game in a non-conference game. It's part of the reason why... Um, Oregon State, Oregon is the most contested rivalry in the nation because of all those times they played in non-conference games. It's like baseball. Um, Every year the Beavs and Ducks play three conference games at at one location. Then they also play two non-conference games in different midweek games during the season at the other guy's place. So if they gotcha. play the three conference games in Corvallis, they play new two non-conference games usually on Tuesdays in Eugene, and it just helps you get more games in, fill out that schedule. But also each in that game, Zach Reichel and Jared Lucas each scored 11 points for the Beavs, who are now 7-0 in openers under Coach Wayne Tinkle. Tinkle picked up his 94th win, tied for fourth in school history. Now Matt Bradley led the Golden Bears with 21 points. Oregon State in the game took the lead for good with a 9-0 run that made it 27-20 with just under five minutes to go in the first half. And it was 36-31 at break. All righty. Then Beach... Um, when they had to play the other team in the pod, Oregon State recorded its highest scoring total since 1997 as the Beavs took down Northwest 114-42 to 42 Friday morning at Gill. The Bees came within two points of setting the program scoring record, which currently sits at 116. Oregon State also recorded the largest margin of victory in Beaver history, taking the win by 72. Ethan Thompson led the Beavs with 17 points and a 7-for-9 shooting. The senior added six rebounds and two assists. Maurice Kalou went 5-for-5 from the floor on his way to 12 points, 6 rebounds and 4 assists. Reichel um, hit 5 of his first 6 shot attempts to end the day with 12 points and 5 assists. Tariq Silver put up 10 points in his Oregon State debut, while Jerry Lucas tallied 12. Now, beads, the men will take on Washington State in Pullman at 7 o'clock on Wednesday the 2nd and Wyoming in Corvallis on Sunday the 6th this week.
2: Well, I won't hold my breath on those.
0: Well, hopefully – um, Washington State has had some Rona problems with uh, the football team, but I don't know if they've had any with the basketball. Ooh. So that's where we're at there. Ambeats just this week. Um, the basketball team added uh, one more non-conference contest against Santa Clara to its schedule for the season. Um, they will The Beavs will take on the Broncos on December 23rd at 2 p.m., and that game will air on Pac-12 networks. Okay. right. And finally, we've got some football news. Really? Yes. Oregon state junior running back Jamar Jefferson is one of six players nationally named to the Paul Horning award weekly honor roll. The Louisville sports commission announced on Monday. All six are either offensive or return specialists. Now Jefferson set the Oregon state, Oregon rivalry game record with 226 rushing yards in the Beavers' 41-38 win on Friday. His 226 yards marks his third-best single-game mark and the 11th-best all-time at Oregon State. He scored twice, the first on a career-long 82-yard run in the first quarter. He also caught two passes for nine yards and returned one kickoff for 14 yards. The Harbor City, California native, now has 2,740 career yards rushing, which ranks fifth all-time at Oregon State. He's also fifth with 27 rushing touchdowns and 14 100-yard games. Alrighty, Yep. And then Beach, just on Monday, also announced Oregon State running back Jamar Jefferson has been named the Pac-12 Conference's Offensive Player of the Week, and lineman Nathan Eldridge has been selected as the Offensive Lineman of the Week. Well, well-deserved. Yep. Jefferson set the uh, obviously set the record. Um, Eldridge is the first Oregon State offensive lineman to receive a Pac-12 weekly award. The Pac-12 created the Offensive Lineman of the Week honor in 2019. Now, Eldridge uh, from Anthem, Arizona, was announced as this week's winner after he and the offensive line helped Jefferson to his 226 yards rushing. Eldridge has now made 30 career starts with five at Oregon State. Received a 78.4 overall grade from the pro football focus on his play, and he received an 83.9 run-blocking grade, which was the highest in the Pac-12 among all offensive linemen. It was also the fourth nationally. All right. Yeah, this is the... Jefferson was the first Oregon State offensive player to be recognized twice in the same season since Sean Mannion in 2013. Damn. Yep. And he's also... um, the first Beaver to be named uh, Offensive Player of the Week in back-to-back seasons since Jaquiz Rogers was uh, done that on November 1st and November 8th in 2008. Yep, and that's five weekly honors this year for the Beavs, Um as Chet Flemings was also named the Special Teams Player of the Week on November 16th. Now, the five selections are the most OSU has had in a season since they had five in 2013. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, had a pretty good football game then, didn't we, Billy?
0: I we, I can't wait to talk about it. Hey, hey Billy, what's that? I, I think it's your oh, of type Oh, son of guy hit. Hold on, here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, me.
2: This just in. It has been extremely quiet in your jeans since Friday evening. Please go to your front door and get the package from the Amazon delivery dude. What the hell? That's weird. Hey, Billy, that was my doorbell. Holy oh, cow. Hold on here. Let's see what's here. Hold on. Thank you. Delivery dude. Hey, Billy. Yes, Let's Let's see what I got here. Hey, Billy, it's a thumb drive. Really? And there's a note. It says here that Heiner Tailgater's own reporter, Rex, went down to the People's Republic of Eugene on Saturday to do some investigative reporting. Evidently, he went on campus to talk to students about the outcome of the rivalry game formerly known as Civil War. So hold on, Billy. Let me plug in this thumb drive here and and see what uh, what, uh, reporter Rex found out. Cool. Let's push play. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Apparently, not a lot of ducks want to talk about the game. <laughs> so anyway, I guess that's our, our Heinrich update from Eugene.
0: There's nothing there. There wasn't anything there. Holy cow! Did Rex take his helicopter down there?
2: It must have. Must have. It's been a while. You know, we haven't had Rex on
0: for what have been probably three, four years. Probably three or four seasons. Yeah, he used to yeah. give us give us some some uh, updates from his helicopter. I I know. I love that. <laughs> Wow, I'm surprised they even sent you the thumb drive since there was nothing recorded on it.
2: Yeah, I well, yeah, well, I mean, we 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 had the sound of crickets. I mean, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. Well, moving on. What's next, Billy?
0: All right, Beach, are you ready to go under further review for week number three? Uh, excuse me, week number four in the Pac-12. After further
1: review, the runner did cross the line. At the board.
2: You, you know, it's just again, we're, we're freaking it, when when this thing is released, we'll be in December
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we're at week four.
0: I know it's weird. I,
2: I had a, a guy asked me the other day. They said, you know, are, you know, do, do you miss tailgate? And I'm like, well, we didn't quite miss it. We actually tailgated a couple games. games. Yeah. But I, I said, you know, when when you start tailgating in September, you kind of acclimate towards November. Right.
0: Mm hmm.
2: You know, you get nice days, nice days, maybe a couple of moderate, maybe a rainy day, and then it moves into the cold. You don't start cold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, alrighty. Well, let's go into further review, Billy. What, what, uh, what, do what? What are the details?
0: Well, Beach heading into this week, um, Kyle was in first place. I hate you, Kyle, with nine out of twelve. I think, he, I,
2: think I think there's been some miscounting. I think there's some voter fraud going on.
0: I was in second place with 7 out of 12, and you were in third place with 5 out of 12.
2: I'm not even shooting 50%.
0: No. No. Wow. You're, you're not doing very well at all. All right, Beach. <laughs> and so uh, first up, you know, we, You know,
2: it's sad when you're not even doing 50% where I think your odds are like 50%. You
0: just, you know, flipping a coin, <laughs> I know. you'd come out to 50%. All right, Beach. <laughs> All right, Beach. Um, first up, we had Stanford at Cal in the Big Game.
2: Ooh, did they have to rename the Big Game to defend people who are overweight?
0: I don't know. Probably, yeah. who, who knows? <laughs> well, and they play for the Stanford Axe. I wonder if that'll ever get uh, changed.
2: Yeah, maybe they're gonna have to change it. They kind of medicine. Uh, the reset that maybe like the recycled wood from Native Americans or mm. from indigenous people.
0: I don't know. You know, who, who you non- got? Bi-
2: the nonviolent recycled stick from indigenous people. That's what yeah. it should be. <laughs> Who okay. do you, what do you got? What, what do you got? Oh, um, on that one there, uh, I
0: picked uh, I picked, picked, Cal. We both did. Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Took Stanford. Austin Jones ran for a pair of short touchdowns. Quarterback Davis Mills threw for 205 yards in a TD. And Stanford blocked a would-be tying extra point in the final minute to take back the axe by beating Bay Area rival Cal 24-23 in the Bay game on Friday. Now Stanford's special teams did a little bit of everything, capitalizing on a muffed punt, blocking a field goal moments before halftime, then Thomas Booker getting an elbow on a PAT attempt, at the end of for an impressive showing by a unit that has been a focal point during this strange season.
2: Somebody showed their unit.
0: Yeah. Now, Christopher Brown jr. Had a run for a three yard touchdown with 58 seconds remaining and Cal opted to try for a PAT rather than a two point conversion. Uh, The Cardinals spoiled Cal's long awaited home opener. It had been scheduled for November 7th against Washington, but that game got canceled because of a positive Corona test on the bears. Now this marked the first time both Cal and Stanford were winless coming into the game. And also, this is the first time they ever faced off on a Friday.
2: Hmm. First time they've ever played on a Friday?
0: Yep. So you and I didn't get the win there, but Kyle did. All right, Beach, up next, Oregon at Oregon State, the rivalry game formerly known as the Civil War.
2: Um, well, I'm pretty well because actually the the Washington the Apple Cup was canceled. You got to remember that that well, that's sad.
0: Well, that that was on Saturday.
2: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We're not there yet. It's on my second on my list. But you, I think you said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I jumped the gun. That's okay. Kind, I jumped the gun, kind of like uni, University of Oregon did during the fourth quarter that they didn't get called for it
0: on but, three uh, anyway. separate occasions.
2: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we all picked the beef, shockingly enough, on this one.
0: We did, Beege. Taking his first college snap after starting quarterback Tristan Jebbia limped off, Chance Nolan scored on a one-yard, fourth-down run with 33 seconds left to give Oregon State a 41-38 to upset victory over nine Oregon on Friday night. Jamar Jefferson ran for 226 yards and two TDs to help the beeves win their second straight game. Jefferson has run for at least 100 yards in each of Oregon State's four games and is on pace to hit 1,000 yards despite the short season. Now, Oregon had won six in a row and three straight over the rival Beavers. The loss dashed any slim hopes the Ducks had of a spot in the college football playoffs. The Ducks were ranked number 15 in the first college football rankings released Tuesday. Now, Jebbia threw for 263 yards and a score and had a touchdown run during the foggy game at Reeser Stadium. While no fans were allowed in the game, cars passing near the stadium honked for the home team in the aftermath. Now, Oregon State's last win over a ranked team came in 2014 when the Bees downed number 7 Arizona State. That was that super cold game, B. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yep. Now, for Oregon, Tyler Shook threw for 266 yards and two TDs, but also had two interceptions. Jebbia scored on a one-yard keeper early in the fourth quarter to pull Oregon State uh, to 31-26. to Oregon State then intercepted Shook on the ensuing drive and got the ball on the Oregon 33. Jebbia found Colby Taylor with a 31-yard pass before Jefferson scored on a two-yard run. Jebbia's keeper on the two-point conversion gave Oregon State a 34-31 lead. Now, an Oregon State penalty helped the Ducks on their next drive, kept by Cyrus Habibi-Likio's one-yard dash into the end zone to give Oregon back the lead with 8.27 left. Now, after the team's traded possessions that ended on downs, the Beavs got uh, one more chance. Jebbia hit Taylor with two passes on the drive, putting the beeves on the Oregon 6. Jebbia appeared to score, but the officials put the ball on the 1 on third down. Jabbia ran again and limped to the sideline while the play was under review. Oregon was offside, but no penalty was called, and that set up Nolan's touchdown run on fourth down on the only play of his Beaver career.
2: And so what what uh, Jabbia's injury, do we know what it was?
0: Well, so originally, uh, Jonathan Smith said he it sounded like, he kind of made it sound like it wasn't horrible. Then today he said it sounded like it's a little more serious than they originally thought and they're going to evaluate him and see if he'll be able to play this week so they're still holding out hope that he can play Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's just to keep some uh, doubt in the in utah's mind so they have to prepare for both players i don't know we'll wait and see Mm. but uh but yeah um you know one thing that got me on that beach was that When the Beavs, uh, before the drive, they had scored the the go-ahead touchdown. They had the ball, were driving pretty well, gave the ball back to Oregon on downs after fourth down. Oregon got the ball back with two minutes and 22 seconds left, I believe. Oregon Mm -hmm. State had three timeouts. Oregon ran a play. Oregon State called a timeout. They ran another play. Oregon State called a timeout. Then Oregon threw the ball incomplete. So on fourth down, when they were kicking the ball back, there were still two minutes and 11 seconds left. They literally only ran 11 seconds off the clock in three plays. I mean, that's great for the Beavs, right? Yeah.
2: Well, you, you know, I, you, I think you and I have discussed this on previous podcasts, but it up until Jonathan Smith, timeouts always seemed like a nuisance more than a tool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You yeah. know, they, they never had good clock management. They never managed their timeouts the way they should have.
0: No. And, I, and you and, know me. I used to go off about that in the, in the oh, stands all the time. You, oh, yeah. You, you'd say the
2: stream would call a timeout, call a timeout. Yeah. And we'd be like three to ten seconds or, you know, anywhere from three to seven seconds off yeah. before they'd call the timeout. Where exactly. If it was any other well-coached team, they were prepared. You know, they were always two steps ahead. We always seemed like we were one step behind. Exactly. You know, in that kind of stuff. For exactly. once. We were playing it ahead of the
0: game. I and I agree. I agree. Um, and so, uh, and ho- and hopefully
2: that kind of mentality continues.
0: Yeah, and it's it's sad that that uh, Jebbia got hurt on that third down play because he scored on second down. Mm-hmm. He he totally got it. If you if you look now, can you see the ball cross the line? No, but his butt comes down on the goal line, and the ball was in his arms. So even though you don't see the ball. There's no way the ball is not across the line, and the side ju- the the line judge comes running in from the side, and doesn't make a call until everyone's been pushing Jebia back for two or three seconds once he's hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a horrible call. Also, the missed call on the offsides right down there too on third down. How I mean, in the hell do you miss that? And that was the same referee. It was the same referee. The line <laughs> is- the line judge should have called that.
2: You know, are, it, the thing you want to ask is: Are you, are you are you ignorant, or is this intentional? I don't know. Because if you're ignorant, then you shouldn't have the job. Well, yeah. If it's intentional, then you're just a gosh damn cheater.
0: Well, and and that referee missed that call at least two other times,
2: where it was he wasn't by, he wasn't by chance the same one that was up in uh, Washington, was he? No. You know, it's it's funny. I don't I don't, I don't believe up. so. I've read some competing articles, you know, um, you know, not Oregon State articles but competing teams articles mm-hmm. and a lot of them have referenced the bad referee call and the bad ball spot yep. in Washington. Yep. I mean it's it's like it's been noted as the asterisk game, you yep. know. Yep. Well, we lost but we didn't really lose. Yeah.
0: Well we 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 we, we lost but we weren't given the chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a chance to win was taken away. Mm-hmm. So, But anyways, I thought the Beavs played well. It was funny. You know, normally when I'm at home watching a game, I, I'm always listening to Parker's broadcast on my little radio, watching on TV, mm-hmm. and normally I'm all over the place. I'm pacing, I'm back and forth, I'm up, I'm down, I'm here and there. Through the first three and a little bit of the fourth quarter, I was in my chair the whole time. And Jess looked at me in the third quarter and she goes, are you okay? I said, yeah. And she goes, you're just not yourself right now. This isn't how you watch the game. And I said, the Beavs are hanging around. They're playing well. They're not making mistakes. You know, I, I, they're, they're 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 hanging in here with this team. You know, the Beavs went mm-hmm. to that game 13-point underdogs. And oh, they really? Oh, I, yeah.
2: I didn't know what
0: the odds were. Oh, yeah, were. they were 13-point underdogs. You know, this is the third time that Oregon State has won under Jonathan Smith where they were double-digit underdogs. Not bad. Yeah, and it just like I said, I was kind of watching, it going like they're hanging around. And then when the fourth quarter started going, then I was all over the place. I got really disappointed on that drive before the end of one, where they ended up going um, ahead. When when they kind of pissed it away at the end, I'm like, run the damn ball! <laughs> You've got plenty of time. Run the damn ball! And they kind of threw it away and kind of pissed it away there. But man, I just I thought they played well. I thought Jebbia in that fourth quarter just looked like he had command of the offense. His throws were crisp. He was making quick reads. I, I thought that was some of the things that I've had problems with him earlier is a lot of his reads always looked like he was hesitating just a half a second. Yeah. And, and those reads in that fourth quarter just looked on time and just, he was just on top of it. So, and hopefully he's ready to go this weekend.
2: I, I hope so. I hate to see him. It, it didn't, I mean, like I said, the injury, I it. I don't know. It just didn't seem. Well, and then like, there was
0: people that said that the guy did it on purpose to injure him. I don't know if you've seen those replays. No, I have not. Because there's a guy on that play that runs in from the side and looks like he grabs Jebbia's leg and pulls him back, kind of in the pile. Uh-huh. I, I don't think he was intentionally trying to hurt him. Was he trying to yeah. pull jebia back? Yeah. Uh, did it add to the injury, maybe. Did it cause the injury? Maybe. But I don't think it was malicious. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I don't think it was malicious.
2: You, you, you know, going back to what you were saying, at uh, I was watching, I watched the first half, half over at uh, Mom and Dad's house, and mm-hmm. second half, I, I listened to just Parker's broadcast, and um, I saw some of the highlights after the fact. But um, at the end of the first half, I, I look over at uh, Mom and Dad, and I said, you know, we're two scores down. Yep. If they can get up by two scores in the first half, then there's no reason why we can't get them back in the second half.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know, no. we're
2: not that far out.
0: No, two that's, scores what, is achievable. that's and, what I kept saying.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of was, was, I, I was, I don't want to say I was, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be a tough, tough road to hoe, mm-hmm. but I was, I was somewhat optimistic. I'm like, you know what? They're not laying it on. We're performing well. Uh, defense started adjusting adjust in the second quarter and seemed to be getting them under control. And um, we just looked – we 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 wanted it more. We, you know, we were Charlie Bucket in this one. Well, we, we truly wanted it more.
0: I, 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 I think that when with this, it comes down to coaching. Um, you look at a lot of the athletes has – Oregon has some phenomenal athletes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the quality of coaching.
2: Do you think they've gone backwards a little bit since they lost Frost?
0: maybe a little bit, but I, I think more than Frost. I do not like Chip Kelly. I think he's kind of a piece of crap human being. Yeah. For no, no numerous reasons. That mm-hmm. said, I think he's a hell of a football coach. I think mm-hmm. he squeezes everything he can out of every player he has. Mm-hmm. I think Mario Cristobal, the current coach at Oregon, is a hell of a recruiter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's getting some amazing talent. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as good as putting that talent to use as as Kelly. I could see that. Um, it, to me, it's similar as Clay Helton down at USC. They get all the talent in the world because they're USC. I don't think their coaching uses that talent very well. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave it at that. But anyways, great game for the Beavs. Love to see it. Let's hope they keep building on this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I you know I I'm excited.
0: Everyone you spoke know? so highly of the bees after that.
2: They really did. Like suddenly they got a little bit more respect in the back and and actually I think across the nation. Mm-hmm. So like holy crap, they just took out number nine. Yep. And and they they did it by playing well. Yeah. Not not by a bunch of luck. Yeah. I mean, I'm, took luck it always to them. Plays into it a little bit, but
0: took it to them. All right, Beach, so we all got the win on that one. All right, Beach, up next, all the rest of the games were on Saturday, November 28th. First up was supposed to be Colorado and USC, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But that game didn't happen.
2: That sucks because I had a different – I had a different – I picked USC on that one. You guys both picked Colorado. and I'm thinking in my mind that USC actually would have won that game.
0: I'm sure they would. Maybe. Maybe. But then – They were The Pac-12 was able to schedule San Diego State, who was free, to come in and play at Colorado. Hmm. So we were texting back and forth. Do you remember who you took?
2: So they were going to originally play at USC, and then they flipped it and played at Colorado.
0: Yes, because the Pac-12 has said if they bring in an out-of-conference team to come in and play, it has to be played at the Pac-12 venue. Okay, interesting. Yep. yep. So
2: do you remember who you picked? Um, I picked uh, Colorado. Correct. Who'd you pick, Billy? I
0: picked Colorado. Kyle, Kyle picked San Diego State. Well Beach, Colorado held off San Diego State twenty to ten on Saturday night as the Buffaloes remain undefeated under new coach Carl Durrell. Colorado's offense did it part with quarterback Sam Neuer running for a score and throwing for another and building an early 14-0 lead. He did throw an interception, though, that the Aztecs cornerback Darren Hall returned for a 57-yard score. Now, the Buffaloes and Aztecs didn't find out they were meeting on the field until Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. With uh, Colorado originally scheduled to travel to number 19 USC for the Pac-12 South Showdown, it was canceled due to COVID-19 issues within the Trojans program. San Diego State was available for a trip to Boulder when its contest at Fresno State was called off due to contact tracing concerns with the Bulldogs. Now, the kickoff for the contest was pushed back 30 minutes due to testing for the Aztecs, which delayed their arrival at Folsom Field because they're having to go through the same protocols as the Pac-12 team. Now, Beach, hired last February, Durrell hasn't taken long to get the Buffaloes to buy in. He became the first Colorado coach to start his tenure 3-0 since Rick Neuheisel did it in 1995, which just so happened to boast a staff that included Durrell as the offensive coordinator. Now, I don't think a lot of people remember one of Durrell's last head coaching jobs was at UCLA. Really? Yeah, he did not do well down there. Huh. So... Anyways, so you and I got the win there. Kyle did not. All right, Beach, up next was Arizona at UCLA.
2: Arizona at UCLA. Um, You know, all three of us picked uh, UCLA on this this
0: one. Correct, we did. Now, looking to end a program worst nine-game losing streak, the Arizona Wildcats decided the best course of action was to avoid the kind of slow starts that have plagued them the past three seasons. So instead of befalling... Behind big early, this time Arizona scored first, and then basically called it a night. UCLA scored 20 consecutive points after trailing 7-0, beating uh, Arizona 27-10 on Saturday at the Rose Bowl to run the Wildcats skid to 10 games and mark their first 0-3 start since 1969. Now Arizona quarterback Grant Gunnell was knocked out of the game on the first offensive snap landing hard on his right shoulder and not returning. In his place was true freshman Will Plummer, who was 17 of 34 for 151 yards with two interceptions while also running for 49 yards on 12 carries. Second to leading rusher Gary Brightwell's 57 yards on 17 carries. Arizona took the 7-0 lead only the second time in the past 10 games it scored first, less than five minutes into the game on a three-yard run by Michael Wiley. That came a few plays after UCLA opted to go for it on fourth down and short from its own 25. Only Seriously? To have, yep, only to have Trevin Mason stuff Demetrik Felton for a three-yard loss. So that's Kelly still being Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Still thinking he's running with all these big dogs. But, yeah, going forward on fourth and short from your own 25-yard line.
2: You know, I heard, though, um, I was – I don't remember if it was on the, uh, the broadcast on Friday, but they had talked that there are more fourth – go for it's on fourth down now. This season than than previous. Yeah, they they said coaches are seeing that that odds are somewhat in their favor for going for it, so they're taking more risk. Depending efforts. on the distance, yeah, yeah. But
0: still, on your own twenty five yard line, that's that's kind of suicidal. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, but anyways, we all picked up the win there. And finally, beach, um, we had Utah at Washington, which Didn't was the game canceled. No. The Washington-Washington State game got canceled and the Utah-Arizona State game got canceled, right?
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Yep, because the Utes were supposed to play at Arizona State and Washington was supposed to play at Washington State. So both those games got canceled because of the Rona. So they changed it around. And this is the reason why BYU didn't want to sign up to play Washington because there was no guarantee that that game was going to happen if another another Pac-12 team became available. And okay. literally like two days later, the Utah game got canceled, so they got uh, set up to play Washington. Okay. So we all took U-Dub on that one, Beach, Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, we texted, or we, we got that one last week. So down 21 to nothing at halftime, Washington capped its comeback with Dylan Morris hitting Cade Oten on a 16-yard touchdown pass with 36 seconds left to give the Huskies a 24-21 to 21 win over Utah on Saturday. Morris and Oten were the stars on the final drive, while an interception by defensive back McDuffie of Jake Bentley's desperation heave in the final moments clenched the stunning comeback. Now It was the fifth time in school history Washington rallied from a deficit of 21 or more points to win, and the first since 1989 when the Huskies trailed UCLA 21-0 and rallied for a 28-27 win. Now Morris was brilliant on Washington's final drive, taking the Huskies 88 yards in less than four minutes, capping the winning drive by rolling to his left and throwing across his body to find his big tight end and Oten had eight catches for 108 yards and a pair of second-half TDs. Now, Morris was 23 of 38 for 270 yards, and the two TD passes to go along with three interceptions. He was 6 of 9 for 71 yards on Washington's final drive, including a play where the snap was botched, but Morris still hit Oten for a completion. Now, for Utah, quarterback Bentley was 16 of 23 for 144 yards and a touchdown in the first start for Utah. But he also threw two interceptions, one in the third quarter, that helped Washington's comeback and the desperation throw in the final minutes.
2: You know, I missed that game, but I saw some some comments on uh, social media where where it just must have been a phenomenal
0: comeback. It was. It was a pretty good comeback. Pretty good comeback. But um, yep. So Washington won that. So after last week, Beach, we all went four of five. And so you are now at 9 of 17, I'm at 11 out of 17, and Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, is at 13 out of 17. So that's okay. where we are now, and we'll see how this week works out. So, Beej, we're now time to look at the Pac-12 in the polls. Did you hear anything about the polls?
2: Well, I would think Oregon uh, got pulled down out of the polls.
0: Um, let's see here. They have not released the, the uh, college football playoff poll, but right now, Beej, In the AP poll, USC went up two spots to number 17. Mm -hmm. Oregon dropped 12 spots to number 21. And Washington checked in at number 23. And then in the others receiving votes category, Beach? Mm -hmm. Colorado and? Oregon State. Oregon State got a vote. Hey, we got a vote. So if the rankings were to go out that far, they'd be 36th.
2: That's respectable. There
0: you go. But they got a vote. Then in the USA Today, Coaches Poll Beach, USC moved up two spots to 16. Oregon fell nine spots to 20. Washington checked in at 23. And Colorado was in the Others Receiving Votes category. And because we're recording this a little bit earlier than we did last week, we don't have the college football playoff rankings. But it really doesn't matter because basically no Pac-12 teams are going to make the playoffs this year. (laughs)
2: Courtesy of yours, truly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Courtesy of the Beeves. USC has an outside chance, but they got to start rolling people. And they're not doing it. I, I doubt it. All right, Beach. It is now time for the Tommy Tubberville.
3: What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do.
0: <laughs> a jackass of the week award. Every week, we discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worse than sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach. We're going to kind of give it to the SEC conference and whoever votes we give it to
2: didn't we give it to, a, didn't we give it to a, with the conference here or yeah, something
0: Yeah, and this one we're giving it to a conference. Whoever votes for the players of the week award and just kind of sports media in general. Okay. Now you, but did, they you, do. Did, did you hear what happened last weekend, Beach?
2: First no, time something's not. ever happened. You know, I just heard that Regis Philbin died, so I'm a little shocked. Oh, geez, that he way. died a that couple
0: happened. months ago. I know. I never heard about it. Yeah. Well, Beach, <laughs> last weekend, Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller this week was named an oh. SEC Special Teams Player of the Week on Monday after becoming the first woman to participate in a Power 5 football game over the weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. I heard about that.
0: Now, Fuller, who was a goalkeeper on Vanderbilt's conference championship soccer team, kicked off to start the second half against Missouri.
2: Okay, so she only kicked once. She didn't kick. Correct. She didn't. What? Correct. She only kicked.
0: The second half kickoff. That's it. So, Beach and that kick was a low squib kick designed by coaches to limit the possibility of the return. It traveled 30 yards and was downed at the 35-yard line. Missouri went on to beat Vanderbilt 41 to nothing, and Fuller became just the third woman to appear in an FBS game. Jordan Katie Hinda of New Mexico and April Goss of Kent State. Now, Vanderbilt called on Fuller to try out last Monday after many of the team's specialists had to be quarantined because of COVID-19 testing. Derek Mason, who was the head coach, who was also fired as Vanderbilt's coach on Sunday, a day after all this happened, had said after the game that he would like for Fuller to continue kicking for the team if she wanted to. Now, on Sunday, Fuller was planning to attend the day's meetings and said, I'm sticking around until someone tells me to go. She also said, I would love to learn more, so if those guys come out of quarantine, I'd love to learn from them and their experience. I've been having a lot of fun doing this. It's a challenge for me, but it's something I know I can do. It's applicable for doing a goal kick to a field goal kick, so I want to continue learning, and if those guys can help me, I'm all for it. Now, Bede, you might be asking, why is this, why am I picking, is this the jackass of the week? Because I understand what she did, right, in a game. Oh, well, I, here I'm here's, just... First of all, one thing. I, I don't care if women want to play football. If you want to, knock yourself out. Literally, I, I have. To, well, I'm just saying, I don't care. But if you could, yeah, it's funny. In, in my time working, I have hired more, probably hired more females than males. I know I've hired more female managers than males. I don't care what you are. I care what you can do.
2: You, exactly, it's what you bring to the game. Exactly.
0: And so I, you know, I, do I understand the significance of her playing in a game? Yes but to me the whole thing looked kind of like a publicity stunt almost
2: that, that that's what screams and to then, me. If, and so, if, if only she's doing to kick is one kick and she's not kicking after well, every score
0: and part of that was well they never scored so she right. never had another opportunity to kick but but i knew it happened and they're like oh she kicked off in the second half so i'm like okay so i went over to see it and <laughs> they kept here's the thing they kept saying in in the press in the thing perfectly executed kick. And I watched it and I'm like, look like she muffed it. I mean, maybe they were intending to squib kick it. That's possible. Mm -hmm. But the thing went 20 yards and then bounced for 10. And the guy just kind of picked it up and stepped out of bounds at the 35. And it's like, what the hell you want to skib, squib kick to the, to the 35 for a kickoff when you're down 21 to nothing at half well that and, really and I, I mean
3: I, why I, would you do that
2: well and i don't mean to sound um I, again kind of same as you sexist here but there probably are plenty of guys on that team who probably kicked in high school who probably could do a better job than she could do
0: I, maybe i i just i don't know and then to turn around uh, well, and give her the, the 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 player of the week on her it's just like
2: that's just a show.
0: To me, it's just you're cheapening it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. In
0: my opinion. I, if she if she can play, hell, play. But I'm like, that wasn't anything. Well, you,
2: you know, it reminds me of uh, when uh, Mark Lamberty. Yeah. When he played with the gal who played in Philomath that the princess quarterback is
0: based on. The, the, yeah, yeah.
2: And quarterback princess. Quarterback princess, yeah. And, and I don't know if any of our fans out there, our fan knows. Um, but there was a movie film.
0: It was a made-for-TV movie filmed. By,
2: yeah, Helen Hunt starred in it. It was yep. one of
0: her first roles. Yes, Helen Hunt. It also had, um, oh, who was the guy from um, Shawshank Redemption?
2: Um, oh, uh, uh, not Morgan Freeman. No. But, uh. uh, uh
0: uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins was in it. Yeah, it was. It was uh, filmed in '83, I believe. It was a was it a made for TV movie? I believe. It uh, might
2: have been, yeah. And made it was been, actually,
0: it was filmed in McMinnville. Hmm. Um. But in the, it was funny if you watch the movie. In the movie, they don't call it McMinnville; they call it Minville. Yeah. But it was actually about a player that came from Philomath.
2: Yes. Yep. But. You, you you and and Mark Lamberty one of our tailgater guys he um, he actually went to school during that time at Philomath when she was there and you asked him about it and he said she was pretty much not a very good player <laughs> she she, had, she really had no just cause to be out there on the field because she wasn't as good as anybody else out there on the field
0: yeah
2: but you made a big enough stink and and got enough attention that they let her play, even though I don't think they played her very much because she wasn't very good. Yeah, but she, not she, like she in, the, the,
0: in the movie she was like,
2: <laughs> yeah, winning games like, and
0: starting quarterback. Yeah,
2: yeah, like just the most amazing player that ever well, played in Minville. And and the, so. and the, the movie's fun. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. I, oh, I remember a
0: great job. I remember when I was a, was a kid and they were filming it. It was a big deal because they were filming this TV movie. In McMinnville, and there were some local reporters at the time that were in the movie and that kind of stuff. So, and a lot of what? local local uh, McMinnville sites are in the movie.
2: And and funny, most of those sites are actually still there. Right? Yeah,
0: like so, like Alf's. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, and so anyways, I I just like I said, I was kind of excited to see the uh, the kick, and then I saw it and I was like, that was kind of crap. And then when they gave her the the offensive player of the week, I'm like, this is just just I don't know. I I just found it kind of cheap.
2: Yeah, everything it's it. so much stuff is ridiculous anyway. Yep.
0: Yeah. So SEC um player of the week honors, you get this week's <laughs> Jackass of the Week. Like I said, I just kinda saw it and I was like <laughs> it was funny because I told my employees on about it. I was like, yeah, I went to watch it and they're like, oh, how was it? I'm like she kicked it like 20 yards and it bounced <laughs> 10. And I, I go, they were said that was what she wanted to do. And I guess, but I go, I I don't know. I just. Yeah, wait, wait. She, she's think, a soccer uh, goalie and, and they're saying that these kicks are a lot of the same. Well, okay, kick it deep.
2: But, you know, kicking a football is completely different than kicking a soccer ball.
0: Well, but there's been a lot of soccer kickers that have had success kicking footballs.
2: Yeah, but there's still a lot of practice involved. Yeah. Alright Beach, it is now time you, to move You to, got this. You got the strength to leg. Yeah. But
0: it's kicking I mean, a different that's kind of ball. Dabble. Yeah.
2: But I mean, I, I can tell you right I mean, I played goalie when I was younger mm-hmm. and kicking a soccer ball fairly easy kicking a football especially if you don't know what you're doing yeah. and yeah, I, I it's uh, to me it's apples and oranges.
0: Yep. Yeah. Alright Beach, it is now time for this week's musical interlude and it is your pick.
2: You know, I'm struggling
0: here trying to find you know someone you know
2: you and I both, I, at least I like to think, we have a big, a big, broad range of music that we listen to. Correct. And so I try not to hit the same genre. You're going with your tequila theme, so I can appreciate that. I, I'm just trying to get some variety. And uh, I i don't know, I struggle a little bit today because uh, I, 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 I try to play some music while I'm driving mm-hmm. to try to get inspired. And I figure a lot of our people listen to our podcast while they're driving. And so I want music that, sounds pretty good while you're driving. Don't know if this is quite it, but this is still a fun song that I don't know, it's it's again outside of the normal genres that, that uh, I think most people would listen to. Anyway, uh, I'll start with my little my little intro. By July 1964, Roger Miller's monster hit Dang Me had run its course in radio and Chug a Lug was hitting hard and fast. Concerned about offending their core country audience, Miller and his producer, Jerry Kennedy, had initially resisted releasing Chuggalug as a single, and an alternate version of the song was produced with the word wine edited out. But head of Smash Records, Charles Fouch, knew that Miller's ode to forbidden liquid pleasures would be a hit. Of the song's success, Kennedy said, Charles was the one who wanted Chuggalug We didn't know he was testing this thing in places. He said, the college crowd is eating it up. And I said, well, we've got our country fans to consider. And fortunately, they loved it, too. And it just goes to show you, I mean, this is 1964. So what is that? Uh, 56 years ago, they were scared to death of releasing a song about chugging wine. And nowadays, listen to what our music plays on the radio. (laughs) But anyway. I mean, just just amazing to me how the culture has changed that much. I mean, kind kind of like we would talk about when when MTV first came out and Van Halen's Pretty Woman was banned because it had a midget hump and a transvestite's leg, and and MTV wouldn't play such vulgarity on their on their waves or on their television. And uh, now, pretty much as long as you cover up the n- nipple and the naughty parts, you can get away with pretty much anything on MTV. Pretty much. So. Um, anyway, uh, so this this song is a humorous, humorous reminiscence of youthful encounters with homemade alcoholic beverages. The expression chug-a-lug refers to quickly downing a drink, and the lyrics describe the singer's reaction to the extra strong liquor. The example, I swallowed it with a smile. I run 10 mile. Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. Makes you want to holler. heidi ho Burns your tummy. Don't you know? Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. So here is... Chug-a-Lug.
3: Chug-a-Lug, chug-a-Lug. Make you want to holler, highly hope. Burns your tummy, don't you know. Chug-a-Lug, chug-a-Lug. Grape wine and a mason joy. Homemade and brought to school. By a friend of mine after class Me and him and this other fool decide That we'll drink up what's left Chug-a-lug, so help thyself First time for everything Mm, My ears still ring Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug Make you wanna holler holly ho Burns your tummy, don't you know Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug 4 FFA. Field trip to the farm Me and a friend sneak off behind This big old barn Where we uncovered a covered-up moonshine still And we thought we'd drink a fill, And I swallowed it with a smile I run ten miles chug lug chug lug Make you wanna holler Hide the hook Burns your tummy, don't you know Chug-a-luck, chug-a-luck, jukebox and sawdust floor Something like I ain't never seen Heck, I'm just going on 15 But with the help of my finagle and my uncle I get snuck in for my first taste of sin I said, let me have a big old sip Right on a double backflip Chug-a-luck, chug-a-luck Make you want hot holler high don't you
0: know chugga look, chugga look, look. Nice, B.J. You had to go deep for that one.
2: Y- you know, I, I, some, in a way I kind of feel bad. I don't know if you know this, but Mom hates
0: Roger Miller. Did you know that? Really? Oh, yeah, I do, because she used to like, I do know that she does not like him. Yeah, and I don't, I I don't, he is kind of a different folky
2: singer, yeah. but you know, uh, for, uh, and again, if our audience knows, if you've ever seen the movie, uh, Disney's uh, animated movie, Robin Hood, the, the, uh... that one's impressive. Billy. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Huh? So uh, he sings, he plays the, I don't know if you call it the chicken or the rooster at the beginning. He the plays rooster.
0: Alan Adale.
2: Yeah. Alan Adale, the rooster. And uh, he sings the song. Um, it starts with the song Oodalali. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. That part uh, I did right there of... is called yeah. Whistle Stop.
2: Oh, is that Whistle Stop? That's Whistle yeah, Stop. Yeah, but he does that that whole intro of um, of Robin Hood.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, he actually kind of the narrator. narrator, I think, yeah. in that movie. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, um, yeah. So that, that little little history on Roger Miller. Mom hates him. starting Robin Hood. There you go. <laughs> um, so there we go, a little, little different. Yeah. You, know, I'd, you know, I, you know, it'd be nice if our fan outside of Dano, if we could get some feedback on what you think of our musical choices. I, I'd be interesting to see what people think of our, our uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, different. I know, I know, yeah. um, I know. Uh, uh, Greg has liked some of them, and he said that uh-huh. Ellen, because he makes Ellen listen,
2: uh, uh-huh.
0: like she had never heard the, uh, the bartender song. Oh, really? Yeah, she'd never heard that before.
2: Did she uh, did she like it? Or I believe know?
0: so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyways, good one. I uh, we'll have to okay. give Kyle a pick. Um, okay. Should we give him next week? Yeah, why don't we give Kyle next week's pick? Okay, Kyle. This is all. this is your, your notice. You get to pick next week's song. Your time to shine. Yep, yep, yep. So pick up some alcohol song. <laughs> Theme, titled, lyrics, whatever. But it's gotta 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 have the, the alcohol in there. All right, Beach. It is now time to look to forward to week number 5 in the Pac 12.
2: We and how many weeks do we
0: have? 7. Okay. So four down, three to go. <sighs> all right. Okay. So who do we got? Alright, beach up number Okay, so week number 5 up first. Okay, now wait a minute. I've got to look at this because Okay, so I've got all, I've got the the newest set of all of the games. So, originally, there was supposed to be a game on Friday. But that game has been moved to uh, Sunday. The Washington State-USC game has been moved to Sunday. So, up first, we're going to start with uh, the five games on Saturday. Oregon at Cal.
2: Okay, since I am going below... Uh, well, now I think I'm a little bit above the average, but let's just—we're going to do the quarter, okay? Okay. So, heads Oregon, tails Cal.
0: Eh, we're going Cal. Okay. Kyle sent me an email. It said Beavs won. That was great. I had forgot what it was like. Okay. <laughs> First up, Oregon at Cal. Oh, those two teams who lost to the Beavs. The Ducks win, I suppose. And I too am taking Oregon. Okay. All right, Beach. Up next, Colorado at Arizona.
2: Okay, let's see what the quarter says Colorado heads, Arizona tails.
0: Nope, oh, it's spinning. Heads. Colorado. Colorado. I too am taking Colorado. Kyle says okay. Arizona hasn't won yet. I see no reason to start. So he is taking Colorado. Okay. All right. Next up, UCLA at Arizona State.
2: All righty. Oh, so the lucky quarter says heads. UCLA.
0: So you're taking UCLA. Kyle says. Oh, ASU is still around. UCLA wins. I'm going to take UCLA. Also, I no, I'm going to take Arizona State. Okay, they win games are not. They should have no business winning. So, okay. <laughs> so that was Saturday. Also, Stanford at Washington.
2: Well, Washington gets like two free touchdowns up there. Uh, so I would say Washington, but again, we're going by the quarter today.
0: Yep. Oh, heads! Stanford's going to win again. Okay. I'm taking U-Dub. Kyle, you didn't send me this one. So you'll have to let me know U-Dub or Stanford. All right. And then the last game on Saturday is Oregon State at Utah. Are we the last game? Of Saturday.
2: Okay. What time do we play?
0: 7.30. Mm. Uh, so I don't Stanford need a at Washington this. at one, Oregon at Cal at four, Colorado at Arizona State at four, UCLA at Arizona State at 7.30, Oregon State at Utah at
2: 7.30. Okay. Um, I don't think I need a quarter for this one. We're going to go with the beeves
0: Okay, you're taking the beeves I, too, am taking the beeves Kyle says, backup quarterback surprise. beeves win. Well, both teams might be using their backup quarterbacks, so... There's that. All right. And then there's one game on Sunday, Beads, the one that's been moved. Wazoo at USC.
2: All righty. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, We're going to do heads. Wazoo wins.
0: Wazoo. Kyle says, I don't even know how these teams are doing. Wasn't one canceled last week. So, Kyle, you're going to, have to tell me who you Oh, Keith says Coogs win. Okay. Oh. I'm going to take USC. All
2: right. Well, so if uh, if uh, Wazoo wins, that's going to take uh, USC totally out of a chance for the uh, championship, and Pac 12 is completely out.
0: Correct. Nice. Correct, correct, correct. That's kind well, of what I'm hoping
2: for. So, Beads, and there's I some really, other... I really don't care about the national championship because it's all a joke anyway.
0: I agree. Now, Beads, there is some interesting news coming out this week. Um, in regards to Stanford. So Santa Clara County, the county that Stanford is in also San Jose Mm -hmm. state is in, and it's where the 49ers play. They have, um, banned all contact sports practices or games.
2: So what does that mean?
0: So what it means is, Stanford will probably haul butt up to UW within the next day or two, probably already up there by the time people are listening to this. They'll practice up there, play Washington, and then just stay in the Pacific Northwest until next week, and they'll play the game at Reser instead of at Stanford.
2: So they're just avoiding.
0: Yeah. Nice. Just like Washington State, or just like I mean not Washington State, the 49ers will probably practice and play away instead of staying in in uh San Jose. Gotcha. Yep. It's silly. But so there's okay. a good chance that the Beav game at that at Stanford next weekend will probably be played at Reser.
2: Okay. Well so, that'll be good. Yep. I mean that's if- at least we get the chainsaw again
0: there you go but anyways so that's where look you got anything to add beach you know i i really i really
2: don't um it was a hell of a game yeah i i you know i i just it, it was fun yes it was and uh haven't you know it it I guess our last two games have been incredibly fun, incredibly close, um, with positive outcomes. But I, I just love it when you got two very well matched teams. Mm-hmm. It's not a blowout. It 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 gives you a little bit of stress at the end. Sometimes I wish I had a little less stress. But uh, of course, all that being the same, I'm driving down the road, and I mean, you could have. Uh, I mean, you, you could have heard me screaming from the from a mile away in my truck. Oh yeah. Uh, as soon as uh, they scored. So, ah, what a great day. Ah, you know what's going to be really exciting? Is that damn train outside of Kaiser Station is going to get a new uh, banner put on it.
0: For I, the whole year. I, so, on Wednesday, um, it Jess and I, um, I got out of work early. Jess was already home. And I said, hey, let's go to in and out and grab some dinner, early dinner. So, we went over there at like 3.34. Um, went right inside, ordered our food, went out. We were literally parked. Right beside the front of the building. Because mm-hmm. we were like, why wait to in the drive-thru line? Let's go in order, wait, go pick up our food and eat in the car anyway. Yeah. Anyways, and so I kept looking at that damn train with the – because people don't know that there's a train that's parked there at Kaiser Station. that's kind of out towards I-5. And whoever wins the rivalry game, formerly known as the Civil War, gets their team – colors and name wrapped around that train for the year obviously since it started we've only seen the beeves with it two or three times maybe yeah it hasn't been very often has That's been very sure. often and so um <laughs> i was looking at that thing all day wednesday every time i would look like damn it you know stupid freaking ducks and that damn train so then saturday morning after the game i woke up and i looked at jess and i'm like let's go to in and out for lunch let's go right now she's like <laughs> like what i'm like. Let's go. They open at ten thirty. Let's go. And she's like, "Okay, we just went on Wednesday, but if you want to go again, I'm like, and I'm gonna go grab the Beaver flag in the trailer, take it up. We're gonna hang it over that damn duck thing and <laughs> take a picture of it." And she was laughing. She was like, oh, "Okay, that makes more sense." I was like, "Oh, that thing just burns me every time I look at the stupid thing." Anyway, so me, so, yeah, will be glad to to see that thing go away. Yeah. Anyways, well, Beach, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 153 of Illegal Participation. Remember if you want to send a comment, suggestion, question, Heinertailgater, gmail.com, at Heinertailgater on Twitter, Heinertailgater on Facebook. Remember to leave a rating review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this. Beach. Billy. It was a great week to be a Beeve. It's going to be a great year to be a Beeve tell you what that win makes the 2020 season all worth it absolutely everything from here on out is frosting on top of this cake is it not
2: it, it truly is billy it truly is
0: but i like a lot of frosting. frost so anyways until next week here's a great big go bees
1: Jefferson with a nice cut gets out to the 30 35 40 right sideline midfield 45 40 35 30 Jamar Jefferson 15 10 5 Jamar Jefferson touchdown Beavers Jamar goes 82 yards as he tops last week's 75 yarder and with ten fifty-nine to go in the first quarter now Oregon 7 the Beavers 6 a spectacular cut at the point of attack and he takes another one to the house. In the backfield with Jebbia under center. Turn and fake to Jefferson. Throw toward the back of the end zone for Champ Fleming's caught. Touchdown Beavers. Oh, pardon me. It's Zariah Beeson as I peer through... The fog, and my apologies, it was Zariah Beeson going up in the back of the end zone to make the grab. Zariah Beeson's first career touchdown on an excellent throw from Tristan Jebbia in the back of the end zone. Beeson gets it, and the Beavers cut the lead to 24-19 to with 8.57 to go in the third quarter. Now Jebbia under center will try to sneak it in, powering over his center and left guard. It looks as though he's in, no signal yet. Goodness. Why he seems to be way in and now the linesman throws the hands in the air signifying touchdown Beavers. That took a while. The Beavers go very quickly now. First and goal at the 2. Give to Jamar, runs right and runs into the end zone for the lead. Touchdown Beavers. Here comes Nolan under center Nathan Eldridge. Fourth down a couple of inches. Nolan tries to sneak it and he's in. Touchdown Beavers for the lead. Chance Nolan in his first snap as an Oregon State Beaver sneaks it in, taking the snap from Nathan Eldridge. And Chance Nolan for the injured Tristan Jevia scores to put the Beavers ahead 40-38 with 33 seconds to play. Beavers trying to win the rivalry game right here. Oregon goes trips left, fourth and two for Oregon at its own 31. Nine seconds to play, no timeouts for Oregon. 41-38 Beavers. To throw goes Tyler Shuck. Gets it over the middle. Now they're going to lateral it a couple of times. They have the first down and the ball fumbled. The Beavers recover. And the Beavers have won the rivalry game. Alex Austin on the fumble recovery. The clock runs out. The Beavers have won the rivalry game. Final score, Oregon State 41, Oregon 38, jubilation. As Daryl once said, memorably bedlam. There are no fans to rush of the field, but if the cutouts could come to life, they would. The Beavers in a thriller in the 124th win it. The Beavers 41, Oregon 38.
2: I like beer. Hey, Billy. Yes, Beach. What's that? It sounds like a doorbell. Hold on here. Hold on here. Start this over. I have to read the thing and then.
0: Okay. 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 I got you. I got you.